Holiday News Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you all year round. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about Veterans Day. So we're excited to share that with you. But first, we're going to see if anybody has any holiday happenings this week. Yeah, you know, I I wish I had thought of this. Well, I wish I had I'd known this back uh, last episode when we were talking about Disney. But it turns out that Disney Hong Kong, I read this cool article about it and watched uh, a few run-throughs. But they do this this haunted maze. It's sort of like a, you know, like the haunted houses that they do around Halloween time that aren't really haunted houses. They're like walking through various rooms and things. There's like gore and things you know, jump out at you and stuff. So you're saying it's not a haunted house because it's not in a house. It's not like in a house. Like when I think haunted house, I think like atmosphere more than jump like I walk into a room and there's, you know, people oh, hanging oh, from gotcha. the ceiling. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think haunted, yeah, haunted house, when I think of it, it's like a little more subtle than gotcha. haunted houses that you walk through around Halloween. But it turns out that Disney does like this haunted house thing in Hong Kong where they have all these like themed things. And it's, it's like that. You walk through all these rooms and things like jump out to see scare you. And Is it, it an indoor? It, it's an indoor thing, and it's... I was watching the videos. It's actually kind of terrifying. Is that right? And it's only for Halloween? It's only for Halloween, and Disney's been doing this in Hong Kong for I think about a decade or so. Oh, wow. I had no um, idea. Yeah, I had no idea that they were doing this thing, but they had one like that was like Alice in Wonderland themed. They have like these various oh, things that are themed cool. after um, you know, they're various like honestly Disney has a lot of scary stuff. Probably, you know, some stuff that was too scary for us when we were watching uh, right. some Disney movies as kids, but right. And one is going into, like, a, a nightmare scape that has all, like, Disney's scariest things in oh, it. Oh, wow. There's, like, a Pinocchio bit that was actually kind of terrifying. And <laughs> so because, not for kids. Not for little kids. I, I guess not. I'm not sure how it's advertised, like, if it's advertised. But there was one that was, like, the Headless Horseman's Revenge. And they all have, like, it's Disney. So they all have, like, little stories. And is, um, You're saying they have stories. Is it, like, each section is a story? No, like, the whole thing. Oh, it's, like, okay. the haunted house is a story. Like, I think the Headless... Horseman's Revenge was like you go into this sideshow thing where somebody found the Headless Horseman's head but then he shows up and he's angry and that's like the story of this this haunted house. So I was going through and watching these and Mm -hmm. very interesting. So um, I think it's Shanghai that has only been open for a little over a year. And this is their second Halloween. So they've mm-hmm. just begun. Because Halloween is not a, a big thing in the rest of the world. Or it's celebrated differently here. In fact, I was listening to another podcast where some people from England were talking about, for them, they saw what the United States was doing from a celebration perspective. So they would buy costumes, but their grandparents or parents actually wouldn't let them go to the street Aww. because they didn't <laughs> trick or treat. So yeah. they'd just go to the backyard and back in the house and trick or treat. Like, just back and forth within the house dressed up which I thought was hilarious Uh, Shanghai was saying that they just have started to put more of like Mickey's Not So Scary kind of things into Shanghai be a little more um, uh, Halloween decorated and and things like that yeah well I imagine that Halloween is kind of a bizarre thing if it's not part of your culture like it's all these scary just things and if it's you know you don't have the context for it it's just you have all these scary things going on yeah it is yes it is pretty interesting (laughs) Um, I was listening to a Halloween podcast uh, a history podcast I mean and it was talking about Halloween and its roots, kind of like we were doing a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But it was talking about the history of bobbing for apples and how that came. It was actually a fertility-related activity (laughs) where if you got the apple on the first attempt, then you were more likely to find a mate quickly and have success in marriage versus if it took lots of attempts, then they suggested 
that perhaps you should focus on your career uh, <laughs> rather than on that. And that was, was that a, a Roman thing? No, it was a, well, this was a British history podcast, so it was, probably came from Rome in some form. So I remember reading uh, something very similar. I think I, I might have mentioned it, but uh, like Roman pagan festivals about like the goddess of like harvest and fertility and stuff right. like that. Uh, the Romans bringing that over. Yeah. And that mixing with British, you know, the Celtic traditions. So the other thing I um, was thinking about this week as I was watching a couple TV shows was I love this time of year. I love holiday-themed TV shows. So you take a regular sitcom or drama, and it's got the holiday, in this case, Halloween this last week. So like Big oh, Bang Are you thinking Theory. like uh, episodes? Right. Like the holiday episodes. The oh, holiday yeah. episodes. So like Big Bang Theory had the Halloween episode this year. And of course, you know, people know of like Simpsons and some of these ones that have done it for a lot of years in a row mm-hmm. but I love that so we watched a couple of those um, although I was out of town so we didn't go, get to watch a lot of them yet but one of the other things happened on TV uh, last night was the Hallmark Christmas shows <laughs> the Christmas season actually started and so it begins so it yes begins. and we love the Hallmark Christmas shows in fact we watched all the well a lot of the Hallmark um, movies throughout the year but Christmas is definitely our favorite time to watch them so I got a text from mom saying she was getting excited because she was going to watch the first Hallmark Christmas <laughs> yes. show tonight. It was last night, I guess. It's, okay, so she actually got to watch it. Well, yeah, we'll, she we'll did. Have to, we she haven't did. recorded. We haven't watched it yet, but so we no will. spoilers. <laughs> That's right. Um, and there are a lot of Hallmark podcasts. And it's funny when um, these Hallmark podcasts look at it like we do. You know, they recognize the campiness of it, kind mm. of the funny aspects of it. But at the same time, they appreciate it and kind of like that it's a family yeah. kind yeah. Yeah, because these, these Hallmark movies kind of live in their own little Happy world of their own, right? Their own little bizarre world where it's either, Happy you know, <laughs> somebody going to a small town from a big city or somebody yep. from a uh, big city coming to a small town yep. and, you know, learning to uh, learning that maybe your dream is a little <laughs> a little less than what you uh, you shot for. We, we make fun of these things because it's always like this big lawyer that learns to like settle for the mom and pop store or you know <laughs> well I love the one last year I forget the name oh of it goodness, with the ice yeah. sculptor yes. and the lawyer who um, <laughs> she just was... took the bar exam didn't know if she passed went to the hometown right and realized what warmed her heart was ice sculpting oh, yes. yes so she put in all those years she all found, that studying yeah. she all found out she passed she passed and then she she decided to do down. ice sculpting <laughs> and hopefully so that helped to pay off her student debt yes. <laughs> All that ice sculpting. Right. So we have this ongoing joke that the moral of these Hallmark movies is learn to settle for less. <laughs> learn to change your dream so it's a little less than what you thought. But be happy with that. So that has inspired me uh, to do a Hallmark Christmas movie game at the end of our episode tonight. But first, we're going to talk about the main topic of the day, which is Veterans Day. And today with us, we have four moons. I'm Beth, and normally I talk about family traditions, so today I'm going to talk about my father's service in the military. Yeah, and I'm Cole, and normally I talk about history, so I'm going to talk about history, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about the history of Veterans Day. And I'm Sydney, and I will be talking about the Arlington National Cemetery. And I'm Randy, and the end of the show is when we will do a Hallmark Christmas movie game. But first, over to Beth. Today I'm going to talk about my father's military experience. 
my father passed away almost two years ago and as we were approaching this holiday I realized I actually didn't know much about his military experiences he hadn't talked about that a lot during my childhood so it was fun to call mom and to talk to her and to kind of dig around a little bit and find some information about it my niece Brooke for my dad's memorial service she put together a huge frame of all the stuff that she could find all the physical things about his military experience. So I actually had some documents to look at also. Well, apparently, Dad was 17 years old when he enlisted in the Army. Yeah, when your mom said that, I wondered if that meant he lied about his age. <laughs> but <laughs> or, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. No, and my dad's name is Earl Pate. My mom, Barbara Pate. So mom was saying he uh, enlisted at 17 years old, and my grandfather had to sign for him to enlist since he was under 18. Interestingly, he also finished high school while he was in the Army. I kind of knew that part of it, but it was interesting to consider that. She said that he and his friend Stanley joined the army together. They were actually going to be paratroopers together. And they were up there. And when it came time to jump, Stanley jumped. (laughs) 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 But Dad didn't. (laughs) So Dad was not meant to be a paratrooper. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That'll that'll solve that. Yeah. Anyway, so he was honorably discharged when he was 20 years old. So what did he end up doing in the Army? Well, I had an opportunity to talk, talk to him a few years ago about what he did in the military. And what he told me was he was on a detailed unit to fixing in and keeping the tanks up. Uh, mechanically so he worked with other guys and uh, when he was in Korea Mm -hmm. he would they would receive the tanks that were having problems in the jungle and then they would fix them and then push them out yeah yeah he was talking to me about you know sort of the same thing except sort of more of how uh, how annoying it was and how frustrated you know because these like you know the tanks it was it was the Korean war and they weren't built for this jungle warfare so he get all kinds of you know all kinds of stuff back because they constantly be getting bogged down. So literally <laughs> bogged down. Yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> bogged down. So I imagine he never ran out of uh, never ran out of work. No, yeah. it didn't sound, sound like he was busy. And I asked if he ever got to drive in the tanks or got to go into combat. And he said no. They were always um, kind of on the supply side, so mm-hmm. be behind the lines, pretty far enough that they could take care of what they needed to do and, and help mm-hmm. that way. And I, drive in the tank. Yeah. It's uh-huh. interesting that he talked to you, to you and Cole about it, and I had no clue. That's yeah, I think I just asked him one day. Because I remember you saying he never talked to you guys a lot about his right. experience over there. Yeah. And I thought to ask him one time when yeah. we were visiting. Yeah, and I remember the context. He was talking about, um, like, branches of the military, and he was saying, like, oh, if you ever want to go into a military, go into the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> he, was saying, he was saying, don't go into the Army. <laughs> Okay, but uh, the army does was a lot very, of great things about the army. So right, you know, right. But my my grandfather, in in the con, I guess the backdrop of the Korean War, in said don't go into the army. <laughs> That's interesting that you guys found that information out. So good job. <laughs> Thanks. What else did you find out, Beth? Well, I can't remember if I said he was honorably discharged when he was 20. Right. Mm-hmm. So then that was the end of his military experience. But I think when you encounter something like that, it's always a part of you. Right. So 
One of the things that my hometown did was they created and built a memorial for veterans. That's right. So my father's name and rank and mm-hmm. military. And service dates. Yes. Yeah. On there. In fact, I think we have a picture of me and Cole pointing at the brick. I think we actually yes. found the brick. We with did. With his information we did. We, on it. After That's we right. found out he was there, we went yes. on the way on one of our trips back to um, your mom's house. We stopped by and saw that. That's right. So it was great. I mean, it had flags for each branch of the service surrounding the monument, a large American flag. Uh, It was just, it was a really nice memorial Mm -hmm. for veterans. So Veterans Day is a great day to honor and remember those who are in the military and those who have been in the military. So Veterans Day itself isn't a, isn't a very old holiday. It's beginnings are sort of, you know, 100 years old. It sort of co- it sort of goes back to the First World War, and the US joined the First World War in 1917, which was 3 years after it started and 1 year uh, before it ended. And it joined alongside its allies at the time, Britain, France, and Russia. And around 116,000 Americans died in the war, you know, over the course of the conflict. So the armistice between those allies and the Germans was signed at the 11th hour on the 11th day of November, which is the 11th month. So President Woodrow Wilson marked that day as a day of commemoration, and that was called Armistice Day. So, And that was to honor the soldiers who fought specifically in that war. But it wasn't until 38 that it became a national holiday. Originally, it was just a day to honor them, along with a work delay starting at 11 a.m., which, you know, it makes sense given the context of <laughs> the, the 11th. Yeah, but it wasn't until after the Second World War and the Korean War that it was renamed to Veterans Day, and it was expanded to include all veterans of U.S. conflicts and not just the First World War. I believe it was in 1954. Yeah. So the next big part of Veterans Day... Uh, happened in 68 when Congress passed the Uniform Holidays Bill. And what that was sort of intended to do was to ensure that federal employees would get a three-day weekend. So that was for Washington's birthday, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Columbus Day. So they were all put on Mondays, which means that Veterans Day was moved from the 11th. Right, it so wasn't that, always so, on the 11th. Right, it so it wasn't the always on the Monday. It was the nearest Monday. At some point, changed it to a different month. Um, no, what I read was some states didn't agree with the, the change. Right. Because ultimately, there aren't really federal holidays. Every every holiday is approved by the state because right. that's you know that's the way that our our country functions. But yeah, and it was during the the mid seventies, around seventy five, that President Ford moved the date back to the eleventh of November, and that was because so many people. It was so important to so many people that it be at that date. So what they did instead was. If the 11th landed on a Sunday or a Saturday, they'd either move it to the following Monday, the day off. So it would still be Veterans Day on, say, that Sunday, but federal employees would get that Monday off or they would get the previous Friday off. Right. Okay, and that makes 
more sense to me because I was looking at the calendar. It said Veterans Day on Sunday and Veterans Day on Monday. So that's really interesting because I didn't realize that. Right. So the other holidays still will always be on a Monday. They'll have the the, the observed the right. observed versus the actual day. But Veterans Day will move to be if it's during the work week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It stays on that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a lot of people get Veterans Day confused with Memorial Day. You know, and I think that's a, that's a common misunderstanding. Right. Like mm-hmm. what the difference is. Right. But the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs sort of defines it as Memorial Day is a day to remember all of the the servicemen who died in U.S. conflicts across the years. Whereas Veterans Day is a day to honor all the veterans who have died or, you know, are still alive. Just every, all of the servicemen and women. It's like Veterans Day covers all of them, Mm -hmm. but Memorial Day specifically focused on those who died. Right. But that doesn't mean Veterans Day is not about the ones that died. It's just about all of them. Right. Yeah, in addition, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And it's interesting because this sort of sprouted out of the, the World Wars, First and Second World Wars, and some of our other allies during those wars, the British, the Canadians sort of have days very similar to to Veterans Day, very close to the 11th of November. The British have their Remembrance Sunday, and I think, I'm not sure if they do it anymore, but at the 11th hour, well, at 11 o'clock in Britain, they would have like two minutes of silence across the country to honor, yeah. And I believe that Canada has a Remembrance Day. Um, And some countries have eternal flames that honor their fallen. Um, We have have an eternal flame. It's not for our veterans in the U.S. I believe it's for uh, honoring Jay. JFK. Right. Um, I think there are multiple in the United yeah. States, but there's not one that's... But there's specific. not one specifically. I think in the U.S. we have, uh, the big one is the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Arlington. And that leads to the Arlington National Cemetery, which is what I'll be talking about today. So um, the cemetery is, understandably, located in Arlington, Virginia. It was established during the Civil War. So interesting, um, the Arlington estate was previously owned by the Confederate... General Robert E. Lee. Oh, really? Oh. Right. I have no idea. Yes. So they, okay. So it was actually, it was very interesting to learn about the estate. So during the Civil War, they they had so many losses that the grounds where they typically buried the, the soldiers were becoming too full. So they were stuck with this, okay, now we have to find a whole huge area to um, bury our soldiers. Um, after different parts of the Civil War happened, there were just um, right. so many losses. So it was it was owned by Lee. So does this mean that it was the Confederate side that was losing so many soldiers that... It was, mm, it was there... taken from Lee. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So um, he couldn't go home. In 1862, Congress passed legislation authorizing the U.S. federal government to purchase land for national cemeteries for the military who have died. So after a bit of searching, it was determined that the Arlington State was the most suitable property for the plan. So the first military burial was made in 1864. The cemetery is divided into approximately... 70 sections. Seven zero? Seven zero. There are over 400,000 graves of men and women. Mm -hmm. With an average of 25 funeral services each week. Wow. Yeah, so this is like a ginormous property. Some of the sections, I'm just going to read them off here. 
Some sections of interest are um, such as section one, the Pan Am Flight 103 Memorial. And section 48 includes the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, and the, and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is dedicated to U.S. service members who have died without their remains being identified. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, it's also, I believe it's always guarded. Correct. Yeah. The, the Russians have something very similar when I was in Moscow. Yeah, outside of the, the walls of the Kremlin, which is their big, the big fortress in the middle of Moscow, they have an eternal flame, which honors all of the unknown soldiers and all the soldiers that were lost in all of the, the conflicts. Well, more specifically in World War II, I think it's around over 20 million Russians died in that conflict. So each major, at least, Russian city, and I think a lot of the towns, too, have a have an eternal flame in them. Yes, and I had an opportunity to visit that as well when I was in Moscow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was just, um, that's one section of the of the cemetery. So other sections can include medicine, minorities, U.S. presidents and families. I saw space and exploration sections as well. Probably for the Challenger, Columbia Mm -hmm. accents, and the Apollo accents. Yeah, and actually it also had some that um, went to the North Pole and like pole explorers and things um, of that nature. So who is eligible to be buried at the Arlington National Cemetery? Are you asking us? Or is that a rhetorical (laughs) question? I think she's going to answer for that. I won't tell you (laughs) what the answer is. I know you have been dying to know. (laughs) So any active duty member of the armed forces and any veteran who is retired from active military service with the armed forces are eligible to be buried at the Arlington National Cemetery. They have a ton of information online, and so I kind of picked out names that just seemed interesting or, Did I don't know, they recognize? jumped out. Yes. Um, and I tried to pick some, like, like ones that I didn't recognize as well. Like, um, like I, I saw, like, there was a drummer boy from the Civil War on there, and, and oh, sometimes... Okay. You would have to go and Google the names, but they are somewhere on, online as well. I'm sure they keep um, more information at the cemetery as well. So on the website, they had some notable graves, some familiar names, some not as familiar <laughs> names. I'm going to just briefly talk about some familiar names and then maybe some not so familiar, but I just randomly picked online and it was interesting to read. So the first one is John F. Kennedy, which is the 35th president of the United States. So that was one of the names that you just picked out randomly, right? <laughs> that was a no. That was a no name. <laughs> so it was interesting when I was looking at uh, what Cole was talking about with the eternal flame. Mm-hmm. So our eternal flame, like Cole said, is a memorial to John F. Kennedy specifically. And when I was looking it up and just a little bit of its background, uh, where Jackie Kennedy had seen a similar. Uh, set up with an eternal flame for a French unknown soldier in Paris, and she wanted to do a tribute to JFK uh, like that. Uh, she had that set up and, and wanted that to be an eternal flame as well. But um, <laughs> mentalfloss.com had a couple of paragraphs on twice it actually went out. Oh no! <laughs> so that caught my eye uh, to see why it went out, and it's kind of funny. So, uh, according to them, the first time it went out was the incident of the holy water, they said. So, December 10th, 1963, a group of Catholic school children, according to the article, were visiting the memorial. It was a temporary place for the public to grieve while the permanent structure was in place. But, even so, the eternal flame 
was already in place and lit by Jackie Kennedy on the day of the funeral. So the eternal flame was there and running, even though it was going to be moved to the permanent location. Mm -hmm. Well, the children managed to extinguish the flame less than a month later while blessing it with holy water. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Luckily, one of the grave guards happened to be a smoker and he used his cigarette lighter to reignite the memorial. Lucky, lucky. What year was this? That was 63. Happened to be a smoker. I think everybody was probably <laughs> yeah. a smoker back in 63. <laughs> so then Kennedy was moved to his final resting place um, not far away on March 14th, 67. Later that year, they had some bad weather and the flame went out for a second time. Now the flame is built to withstand rain and wind, obviously. It's meant to be an eternal flame. And it has this constant flashing electric spark at the tip of the nozzle that always keeps it going. But the rain was so heavy, not only extinguished the flame that time, but it also flooded a nearby transformer. So it took the electric oh um, spark out completely. So it was a multi-step wow. process to get the... <laughs> right, uh, right. So then um, a few years ago in 2013, they renovated it and made mm-hmm. it so that uh, those things couldn't happen again. Oh, good, good, good. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who else did you find? The seven astronauts who died aboard the space shuttle Challenger, January 28, 1986. And what the site specifically said was the remains of the astronauts. And there's a, like a little, um, I don't remember if it's graves or if it's like a little monument. Little Black kind of, or a monument mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to um, commemorate. And another name that as I was just scrolling through, I just I just chose Brigadier General Hazel Johnson Brown, U.S. Army, and was the first African-American female to attain the general officer rank in the American military. She was appointed as the 16th Chief of the Army Nurse Corps with the rank of Brigadier General in 1979. So oh, interesting. Some, sometimes they have online like a little... Not paragraphs, but kind of like more information. And sometimes they just have like the name and then a very brief little... Kind of like a little blurb about... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to think that you can just go there and kind of randomly see who's there. Mm -hmm. Because often, like you said, there's how many people buried there? Well, I don't think they have all of that in the very specific area that I was looking. No, but you could like... But they are recorded. Yeah, you could Mm -hmm. find out a lot of information just about people in their lives and careers and... Yeah, you can can find it on the website. You can find it on... They have a bunch of social media outlets. They have an app. So, you know, look it up. See what you find. And um... And Beth was talking earlier about her dad having served. And I was asking her mom if he could have been buried. And, Mm -hmm. of course, based on your definition... You know, he was served in the military. He was honorably discharged. So, yes, he could have been mm-hmm. buried there. So I was asking her about that. And she said she can actually potentially still have him interred there, his ashes oh. interred there mm-hmm. in the future if she chooses to. When he passed away and had his memorial service, um, she didn't have all the military uh, ceremony there that day. So she can actually ask for that at some point to be done at the house mm-hmm. um, or have it done at Arlington Cemetery. So that might oh. be something... She says she might do in the future. Yes. So be sure to look at the website and, and see what you think. Yeah, and, and find if that you're information in the area, out. visit the place. I know we've had friends visit there that mm-hmm. said that they have a great uh, museum and a kind of a history section that you can look at. And with the app, you can actually go around and find people's graves based on the sections you're in. So That's right. So, um, all right, thank you for everybody for helping with Veterans Day. And um, we hope that you take a moment to thank people who have served that you encounter. I often see that in airports, people randomly thanking people who have served coming off planes or going on planes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know that much appreciated by people. And I just, um, you know, 
think about your people in your past, people that in your family that have served in different military campaigns, and um, just a great opportunity to remember them and honor them. That's right. All right, so with that, we're actually going to switch over from Halloween into the Thanksgiving slash Christmas season. Because really, isn't Thanksgiving just a pre-Christmas holiday? No. Right. No. <laughs> we, had, we had Halloween last week, so now we have to move into the Christmas season. That's just, <laughs> Halloween's done. Right. And, That's right. And so it's now it's the progression. It's just, yeah. you know, that pre-celebration <laughs> getting you into Halloween. So what we're going to do is a Hallmark Christmas movie game. Okay. And I'm going to give you the instructions. It's a multiple choice, and each of you will have an opportunity to uh, multiple choice guess. Okay. Um, we didn't now, have time to prepare I'm, for this test. Okay, I'm not done. <laughs> Wait for your question. Now, I'm sitting next to you. Can I look at your computer no, screen? You cannot. So, here's how it works. I'm going to give you a phrase that Entertainment Weekly used to describe one of the upcoming Hallmark of original movie episodes for Christmas. It's just a phrase. From that, I will give you four potential names <laughs> of the Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, these are actual titles. Okay. So, so all of them are real movies. All of them okay. are real movies. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. You will get three points if you guess the movie without further help. Okay. Okay. Three points. So it's, okay. But if you get it wrong, then the next person can earn one point by guessing in your place. Okay. okay. But if you're not sure you can ask me to remove one of the options so there's four options you can say remove one so that gets you down to three options but you only earn two points at that point mm -hmm. now if you're still not sure I can do one more thing for you which is read the first line of the description of that movie's the full description of that movie which a lot of times has another important clue in it that'll help you pick if you then get it right at that point you get one point if you get it wrong at any time, the next person can guess, but only the next person, not the, since there's three of you, um, it just goes to the next person. Each of you will get three questions and there's a tiebreaker if we need it. I'm going to go through an example question. Good grief. Just okay. so you guys know. That's a lot of... It sounds a lot, a lot harder. of numbers. Yeah, it sounds a lot. So just remember, you're just, every time you ask for help, you're just reducing how many points you get. Gotcha. All right. All right, I'm trying to move my computer away from Cole a little bit, so... Here is the example phrase. Now, this is the example. Nobody's getting any points. Attractive billionaire, comma, estate in jeopardy. Okay. Here are your four options. A, Christmas at Graceland. B, Christmas at the Palace. C, Christmas at Pemberley Manor. D, Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. But what was the short phrase again? Attractive billionaire, estate in jeopardy. Right? So what would happen is, if it's your turn, you can say, I can guess that right away. If you guess it, you get three points. If you get it wrong, the next person will go clockwise. The next person can either ask for one thing to be done or can guess and get one point. Okay. All right? And I'll keep track of points for you guys. So, let's, since it's an example, who can guess with no additional or do you want me to... I'll, I'll guess. I'm, I'm going to guess it's the manor one. That's what, that was my guess, too. Me, too. Is that C? Yes. It was Christmas at Pemberley Manor, yes. which, by the way, was the episode that aired last night. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, an important part of the game is to talk out loud why you chose that one. Like, right. Oh, okay. I'm thinking this, but not this. It definitely wasn't the palace because you said billionaire and not, and not prince. Yeah, not royalty. Right. 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 Or you guys might be too good at that. It was the first one, Graceland. Graceland sounds, um, I mean, sounds like a little southern... Yeah. 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 Great. Awesome. So, <laughs> we'll see how you guys do. Great. So, uh... 
First of all, we need to decide who's going to go first. I'll go first. <laughs> no, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I'm going to pick a number mm-hmm. uh, between 1 and 10. Okay. And um, depending on which way you go, I'm not going to tell you the rules. So, you, so you're just going to pick a number. 10. Okay? 7. 2. It was 7. <laughs> so oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Beth's first. You will get to steal if she gets it wrong. Okay. Sydney, Sydney gets to steal. So we'll go okay. Beth, Sydney, Cole, okay. and then back to Beth. All right. Get okay. ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so here it is. Starting the game, question number one. Here's the phrase from EW.com. Homecoming, reignition of old flames, intense (laughs) baking competition. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those things go together. (laughs) All right, here's your four choices. Okay. A, Christmas joy. Okay. B, Christmas made to order. Okay. C, reunited at Christmas. Okay. D, a gingerbread romance. I'm going to say D, a gingerbread romance. All right. You are not correct because oh, you oh. jumped right in. I did. You didn't ask for anything to be I did. I was off. sure of it. You were sure, not knowing that I would throw something in there. So it is not D. So, Sydney, you get a chance okay. to guess, and you get one option, which would be to remove one mm-hmm. if, if you wanted. You wanted to, I assume you I wanted me to do that. I one for you. Gingerbread I already did. Not the um, so can I have the short phrase again? Yeah. Homecoming. Reignition of old flames. Intense baking competition. Okay. A. Christmas joy. B. Christmas made to order. C. Reunited at Christmas. Reunited at Christmas. No. Dang it. It's made to order, isn't it? it? No. No. It's it's Christmas joy. Now, here's a good example. If you had said, if you'd taken yourself down to the one where I said, I'll read the first sentence. Uh Uh-huh. First sentence. Joy Holbrook is a keenly intelligent uh, market researcher with an eye on her company's top account and garnering a sweet promotion just in time for the holidays. Oh. See, so it pays sometimes to go down if you're not sure. Well, we okay. have to remember that. It pays to settle for less. <laughs> That's the hallmark motto. I know. Let's this go. way we have options. Okay, number two, Sydney. This is your question. Okay. The phrase is secret plan, family reunion. Vermont. <laughs> okay. A. Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. B. Return to Christmas Creek. C. Road to Christmas. D. Last Vermont Christmas. So clearly, <laughs> Vermont is is big. Uh... Secret plan, family reunion, Vermont. Can I have the next thing? Okay. So the next thing is to, re- to take one away. So I'm going to take A away. Oh, I'm no, no, no. I meant. So the next option is to take one away, and the next option after that is to read the first sentence. Okay, okay. Cool. Which you can do all, you can take them all the way down. No, the I don't sentence. want that. Okay. I just so, didn't realize that. Okay. So, you took either, A away. Yeah, so it's return to Christmas. So now you can earn two points. Return to Christmas Creek, road to Christmas, last Vermont Christmas. I'm going to have the short phrase again. Secret plan, family reunion, Vermont. Okay. You can either guess it, mm-hmm. get it right or wrong, or read the first sentence. I'm going to use the last one. I know it's a trap, but... Yeah. It's a trap. It's, yeah. It's wrong. It is not the last one. Yeah. So, Cole, you can... You have B and C. Return to Christmas Creek, Road to Christmas. All right. Give me the description. Secret plan... Oh, the final thing? Yeah. Los Angeles television producer Maggie Baker unwittingly falls for Danny Wise, the son of a former producer of his mother's popular annual Christmas special, Julie Wise Lifestyle. Return to Christmas Creek or Road to Christmas? Return to Christmas Creek. It's for it's Christmas. It's pretty hard. Okay, so Cole. Funny. Third question. Here's the phrase. C. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday homecoming. 
Reconciliation with parent, old rivalry blossoming into romance. Wow. Okay. A, return to Christmas Creek. B, Christmas at Grand Valley. C, reunited at Christmas. D, pride, prejudices, and mistletoe. Holiday homecoming, reconciliation with parent, old rivalry blossoming into romance. Pride and prejudice and... Wow, you just went for it, huh? Yeah. That's what I would have said, too. Correct! Yay! Yeah, right. What Cole made got, you decide that? Cole got... Good job, yeah, what did, how did you decide that? Well, I have never read Pride and Prejudice, but there's clearly... I feel like there's a lot going on in Pride and Prejudice, and there's clearly a lot going on in that description. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that the first, if, you ever, if you got to the first sentence, and if you're familiar with Pride and Prejudice, what's the name of the main character? Smithy? No, Darcy. <laughs> Oh, D- Mr. Darcy, yes. Mr. Darcy, right. right? So the first thing says, Darcy has always worked hard oh. to prove herself. So they actually switched That's it around, funny. yeah, so. Pulled a switcheroo. Three points. Three points for Cole. <laughs> All right, number four goes back to Beth. Here's the description. Writer's block. Holiday homecoming. Wise deceased grandmother. Wise deceased grandmother. Wise and deceased grandmother. read the whole thing again. <laughs> so it was writer's block. Holiday <laughs> homecoming. Wise, deceased grandmother. Okay. There's a lot of homecoming. <laughs> All right. A, Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. B, time for me to come home for Christmas. C, reunited at Christmas. D, small town Christmas. Oh, goodness. Hmm. So what do you think? S- sound it out. What do you think? Well, I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it would be helpful. Block. And holiday homecoming, wise deceased grandmother. Grandmother. So I'm thinking if it's a wise deceased grandmother, then it's probably like letters from her or something that she finds. Okay. So does that have any? Do any you know, of the it could lines... be a ghost. <laughs> the Christmas ghost. ghost. That's right. Those Christmas ghost stories. So what are the? Your next step would be to eliminate one. Not sure no, what are the? Read them again. Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. Time for me to come home for Christmas. Reunited at Christmas, small town Christmas. I already decided which one I would. I would think. Like between. So you can eliminate one and get to the point. All right, fine. Eliminate one. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to eliminate B. Time for me to come home for Christmas. Oh, good. I'm glad you eliminated that one. Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. Reunited at Christmas, small town Christmas. Now you can also have me. Honeysuckle Lane. Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane is incorrect. All right, so, all right give, me, give me the sentence. Writer's block. Holiday homecoming. Wise deceased grandmother. You're down to two. Reunited at Christmas. Small town Christmas. And then what's and the, the sentence? sentence. Yeah. Frazzled and struggling with writer's block, novelist Samantha, along with her boyfriend, heads home to her late grandmother's home to spend Christmas. Reunited at Christmas. Small town Christmas. Um, <laughs> It's hard to decide because reunited, it sounds like... She's actually going home to something, but her, right. her grandmother's deceased, right. and she's going with her boyfriend, unless she's reuniting with, like, a lover, like an old lover, but then why would she go to a town to reunite with that person? So... Wow, there's a lot of thoughts going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Which means your answer is, for the steal... I don't know, small town? No, it was um, yes. <laughs> she, was, she was reunited with, I, with her grandmother. I wrote down. I wrote down C reunited when this began. That was my guess. With her grandmother's words. Yep. So I don't get a point, but I feel like that's a win for me. Right. Yes, I guessed it. Number five is Sydney's. Okay. Gingerbread house contest. Single dad baker. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Quite right. contest. Christmas Wonderland. A. 
B, a gingerbread romance. C, well, that's just too obvious. <laughs> homegrown Christmas. D, small town Christmas. So, um, so eliminate one of them for me. All right, I'm going to eliminate answer for the answers. Um, okay, I'm going to eliminate homegrown Christmas. C. So it's Christmas Wonderland, a gingerbread romance, homegrown Christmas. So gingerbread. I mean, small town Christmas. Okay, that's just confusing. Can I have all the names again? Gingerbread house contest, single dad baker. That's pretty easy to remember, <laughs> and a classic Hallmark description. Christmas Wonderland is A. Uh huh. Gingerbread romance is B. Mm-hmm. Small town Christmas is D. Let me choose A. Incorrect. A was Christmas Wonderland. See, I felt like the gingerbread was way too obvious because right. it's been way no. too obvious. Right. So Cole, you get the option. You get the first sentence. Give me the description. With Christmas just weeks away, the architecture firm Taylor works for enters her into a contest in which the teams will design and build life-size. Gingerbread It's houses. answer D. Okay, what was D? D was small town Christmas. Incorrect. It is gingerbread romance. What? <laughs> it's a fast one on us. I could eat a gingerbread cookie. Yeah. So, see, my, one of your gingerbread My cookies. thought process was that gingerbread was way too obvious. But then I was right, like... That's what she was saying, too. It was probably... I was thinking it was probably small town Christmas, given the context of, like, somebody going to a small town for this gingerbread. Right. Yeah, yeah, in this case, they went straight for the straight up... <laughs> okay, Cole, this is yours. Thank you. Number six. Inheritance. The pressure to carry on the traditions of a late mother. Lots of house decorating. <laughs> a, small town Christmas. Sounds royal. B, Christmas bells are ringing. C, hope at Christmas. D, memories of Christmas. Hmm. I want to just, I want to just pick one. I don't want to, it, it feels good to just get the win. <laughs> but... Um, All three points. So carry on. So D is my first thought. What was D? Memories of Christmas. Memories of Christmas. So carrying on the tradition. Right. With, That's a good point. Okay. But I, I don't know if this is one of those things where it's like somebody's going to try to be sneaky and... Sneaky Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> with their names. Um, sneaky Hallmark titles. So I'm going to say eliminate one. Okay. I'm going to eliminate Hope at Christmas. So it's small town Christmas is A. Christmas bells are ringing or B. Memories of Christmas or D. I'm going to go with D. D is correct. Yay! Yay! I should have just gone with it. That was what I was thinking. I should have just, I should have gotten the the three points. Good job. All right. Seven is uh, for Beth. All right. Here's the phrase. Aspiring pilot. Surprise inheritance. I really thought you were going to say pirate there. That would have been been a lot more fun. Aspiring pilot. Surprise inheritance. Reindeer, handsome ranch hand. Oh, handsome ranch hand. Here's A, northern lights of Christmas. B, marrying father Christmas. C, Christmas in love. D, Christmas in evergreen. Letters to Santa. Well, you got a toughie there. Aspiring pilot, surprise inheritance. Reindeer, handsome ranch hand. Pirate. (laughs) Aspiring pirate. (laughs) What are you thinking about that loud? Okay, I'm thinking... I love A. What was A? Northern Lights of Christmas. I'm going to go A. You got it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> you got points because you loved the title. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the guy that was all there was to it. There was no actual thought in that. It's funny. When I was looking for the uh, alternative titles to include in the options, I would try to find things that were similar. So if mm. it was about homecoming, I would find other things. But the t- you can tell that the titles are actually just like 
kind of general. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like it's like they have an auto-generated yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> like combination thing yes. where they just hit the button and yeah, and then afterwards you can say, oh, I see why they picked that title because right. you know, yeah. it's got Northern Lights, it's got reindeer, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a handsome ranch, ranch hand. hand right? <laughs> All right. So okay. here's your phrase number eight: Holiday homecoming, job promotion stress, a plan to save the town's playhouse. <gasps> Yeah. Is that small town Christmas? You know, and a playhouse is like a theater, right? Okay. We'll, we'll so see if it's on. A, a majestic Christmas. B, return to Christmas Creek. C, a Godwink Christmas. Godwink is a formal name, like somebody's last name. Uh, D, welcome to Christmas. So holiday homecoming, job promotion stress, a plan to save the town's playhouse, a majestic Christmas, return to Christmas Creek, a Godwink Christmas, welcome to Christmas. Hmm. Okay, so I have no idea. So can I eliminate one? Yeah. Uh, eliminate D. I mean, sorry, C. A Godwink Christmas. It's not that one. So it's A. A majestic Christmas. B. Return to Christmas Creek. D. Welcome to Christmas. Can I have a sentence? The the phrase. The... Yes, you can. Yeah. Here's the here's the first sentence. Christmas in the charming town of Briar Falls will be bittersweet this year when architect Nell. Back, it goes back to her. Oh, just one. Just, no, it's like it's like share or yeah, right. when our, everybody knows now. now. <laughs> it's a household name. And she goes back to her hometown, having been given the job of turning the historic majestic playhouse into a modern multiplex, much to the town's objections. Okay, what was the titles again? A, a majestic Christmas. A. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'll just All go right. with it. Sydney got a point. Oh, yay! <laughs> yes. I'm on the board. I would not have picked that. You're I loved D. <laughs> Which right. is my strategy. Cole's already won, but we're going to give this to him. Anyway, number nine, the phrase. B. De- department store stranding. Oh, man. Guardian angel. Department store, kind of redundant there. Yeah. <laughs> Hot firefighter neighbor. What? Wow, <laughs> that uh, that took a turn. All right, I know. What right. Was Here's your options: A. Mingle all the way. <laughs> B. Christmas in Evergreen. Letters to Santa. C. Christmas at Grand Valley. D. A shoe addict's Christmas. Now, all of you think of this since Cole's already won, but this is for Cole. D. All right. What was C? Christmas at Grand Valley. That one. What are the other two? Mingle All the Way, Christmas in Evergreen, Christmas at Grand Valley, A Shoe Addict's Christmas. What do you think, Sydney? D. D. Yeah, why did you pick D? Uh, Shopping. Department store, yeah. (laughs) Department store. It was A Shoe Addict's Christmas. Cole got three more points. (laughs) <laughs> and ends up with eight points. I thought Beth Grand and, Valley might have been the Grand Valley Mall. <laughs> uh, Beth ends up with three points, and Sydney ends up with one point. Yay. There's one more that I was going to use as a tiebreaker. Obviously, Cole was much better at this <laughs> than other people. Or just, you know, it depends on which questions you got. But um, So here's one more. Secret plan, family reunion, dating app, super busy professionals, unexpected romance. Oh. All right. So what do we got? A veteran's Christmas is A. Mingle all the way is B. Christmas in love is C. Marrying Father Christmas is D. B. B. Yeah. Mingle all the way is a new networking app designed to pair busy professionals together for <laughs> upcoming events 
without long-term romance. Me and the word mingle is so like common yes, now it that is. it's not like oh back then it's not right. like marrying Father Christmas. That's right. And how fun yeah. it's mingle all the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Now I'm ready for Christmas. Yeah. Although it's supposed to be Thanksgiving next. Yeah. The next uh, episodes we have coming up, we'll be talking about Thanksgiving uh, for the next couple episodes. Uh, we'll also uh, just remind you that we have Twitter at holiday underscore moons and Instagram at holiday moons. Uh, we also have our Facebook. Facebook page up and running. The group page and the, just the, the regular page for holiday moons is up and running. And we're working on our website. We have it up and published. So It's uh, a work in progress, but it's great. Yes. Thank you, Sydney, <laughs> our webmaster. You're welcome, Mom. <laughs> 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 the web user. <laughs> so we thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you again next week. So for Randy, Beth, Sydney, and Cole, bye for now. Bye. Bye. bye.